Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Mess up when? And you are highly likely to get a no. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited because we get to share with you techniques, thoughts, tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone to turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. I agree with you, Yetta. Sometimes when I mess up, the when, I get an answer I don't want. The struggle is real. It really is. So on this episode, what you're going to learn is how do you navigate timing of your statements or your questions or your information that you're delivering to make sure that your timing alone didn't get you an answer you didn't want. Wow. So that's interesting because time, you know, they just say, sometimes that's an excuse. Oh, it's just bad timing. You should have brought that. You shouldn't have brought that up right now. And sometimes I might just happen to use that as an excuse for not wanting to deal with something. So this is a, well, every topic we talk about is fascinating. That's (laughs) where I was going. Don't you find that there's times in our lives where we use an excuse, because I know I have used excuses many a time, and Ken just admitted he does too, <laughs> and he has, we have, and we have a tendency to think that it has to be all one way or another way. So either we have to, time is of the essence, because that's a great quote, I love that, time mm-hmm. is of the essence, and then it's, no, this isn't the right time, this is bad timing, And so we have to really figure out, you get to figure out, I get to figure out whether we're telling the truth or whether we're just making a healthy excuse. True. And sometimes it's kind of obvious when, you know, when you say this is bad timing for this question or bad timing for this information, maybe, uh, you know, you're a mother and you are at your wit's end and the baby's crying and that's not the time for your husband or, or as another um, child or something to ask for something. It would be right? a really poor like, choice. Like if I came home and I said, what's for dinner? Because I've been thinking that? about eating food all the way home from work. I'm hungry. I say, what's for dinner? And I have no idea that what you've dealt with for the whole day with the baby. Right. And I haven't had a baby for a while. So he's reflecting here. However, he still doesn't know which 15 clients I may have helped in the last three hours. He doesn't know which lawyer call I've just gotten off of. He doesn't know what setback or how someone left a home and how somebody's feeling upset. And I've just been attempting to navigate a delicate or frustrating or difficult situation with somebody. Or we found out something wasn't the way we were told it was and now we own the house and we're trying to figure out how to navigate it or somebody goes out and gets extra credit after they've gotten their financing approval and then I'm on the phone with them yeah. trying to walk them through how not to get so, sued. Yeah, like so, These so are really, big deals. Yeah, these are so, real. So it's test the waters. 
Like sometimes I come home and I'll go, oh, she's upstairs still. I text her and I let her know I'd be home in 30 minutes. I expect dinner on the table, which is an unspoken expectation, right? And so then I just wish you a, a good adieu and hello and welcome. And, and then I go start cooking. <laughs> right. Or those days where he walked in and goes, so why's not the dinner there? Oh, that's rare Ooh, now. I'm, I'm, he's I'm, pretty good at, I'm pretty good at that. Or I'll call and say, hey, you want me to pick up takeout on the way? <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit wiser. So when has timing gotten in your way and how can you make sure it doesn't get in your way? Because testing the waters is a great start. So actually mm-hmm. start with the um, niceties, I'm going to call them, the kindnesses, like have the conversation when you come in. Hey, love, how was your day? What exciting things happened for you? Anything I should know about? Because <laughs> yeah. now there's an opportunity to figure out before you start blurting an expectation or sharing even your own struggles, because mm-hmm. the struggles for both are real. And this isn't just about a partnership where we work together, although I think the complexities of that are even greater because they're relatable, which almost makes them, when you're not in it, feel like, well, I handled that well last time myself. So whether it's a business partnership or whether it's a friend or whether it's a mother-child or Mm father-child or siblings, when you're coming into space where somebody is, just before you start your thing, what's up for you, maybe just test the waters. Yeah, especially if you are thinking it's kind of an intervention kind of conversation, <laughs> right? Where you're, you're um, admonishing or correcting or, or, or that kind of thing. We've got a whole process for that. Maybe we'll talk about that on a future show. That would be fun. We will and we have and we will again because I think it's yeah. important. So, so it's important to know that when you're emotional, whether that be angry or sad or depressed. Or tired. Because that's it's, emotional it's, creates it's a tired, tiredness. Is tired an emotion? No, I don't think but it so. creates other emotions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're in an emotional state, your ability to make a clear decision is poor, I believe. And so if you're going to make life-altering changes, like who you're going to live with, where you're going to live, uh, where you're going to work, um, what else, Yetta? Uh, what you're going to drive. Any uh, big decision. Yeah. Wait until you are at a, a more stable emotional Right. So there's self-imposed place. timing, but it's that timing somebody else throws a big question at you. As we were preparing for a life's inside track and creating content and thinking about what you would need to hear and what would bring you value, Ken started having a very in-depth business-related conversation. And it was like, what are you doing, man? Because Or one of the worst ones, not the worst, but is where you find out the information from someone else or after the fact, because I felt there wasn't a good time. Maybe like the time I was out car shopping. So I'm out looking at cars, but we haven't had the discussion yet that it's time for a new car or a replacement car. And maybe I'm just doing the research or maybe I'm pretty serious about buying something. And then you hear from a a friend or a neighbor or our kids that, oh, dad was out looking at a truck yesterday or a car yesterday. That creates more angst. 
right? Because right. the timing was wrong. I should have explained that, hey, I'm just going out to check out the waters, right? As opposed to... Right. So the second part about timing is what information does have to be delivered and when is the right time to deliver it? So mm -hmm. thinking about what information. And then the one that I'm like, I don't really want to admit, but I'm going to real, real quick. When you meet somebody and you just blurt out a question that it's at the wrong place at the wrong time, and maybe it's the wrong time in the relationship, like consider the relationship and what questions and conversations are, it's even the right time to be having. Hmm. And also who's around. And who's what around. What ears are listening. Maybe it's your little children are listening to an adult mm -hmm. conversation and you don't realize it, right? Those, those are right. all timing. Today is the day of the dreaded event. Ooh, we've created for you access over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share insider tips, making house home, growing or building wealth, I guess both of those things, and how to have life exponential. Great news is you get what you need when you need it from the comfort of your home, office, or on the go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Yetsy Doodle Noodle. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Uh, thank you. Yes, that's the dreaded event, folks. It birthdays. is the dreaded event. Birthdays and, and anniversaries. Okay, but really, on, this is really. my birthday. Yeah, I know. The day we air this, or the day we are here with you, is actually my August 27th. 59th birthday. Oh, you said that out loud? I was not going to go there. You know I'm quite <laughs> eager to share that. It doesn't matter to me because here's the reality. It's a better day than if I weren't here to enjoy the birthday with you. Well, that's true. Right? So 59 today. If you're watching a replay, it won't be today. It's probably not August 27th, 9th. The 19. <laughs> oh, that shows my age. 2021. I have been around since the 1900s, though, obviously. <laughs> so the dreaded event yeah. can actually be a birthday, not because I worry about aging, because clearly that is Although a good thing. Do. I know some do. For me, that's not why I would consider it potentially the dreaded event or why you would consider my birthday yeah. maybe a dreaded event. Or an anniversary. Or an um, anniversary. Or sometimes or graduation. Or sometimes commercial events like Valentine's. Or even Easter or Christmas or Thanksgiving. So what is it that makes it dreaded? Well, okay, what could make it dreaded ah. is the level of expectation we might have. So there was a time when my expectations would have been through the roof around my birthday. And maybe they weren't actually, I, actually, I'm going to take that back. They weren't through the roof. <laughs> I just had some expectations and the expectations were not satisfied. Oh. It was kind of like, yeah, okay. Happy birthday to you. This song was lovely. <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. So I was a little like quiet for a moment, which I know no one's all that used to. Uh, and yet expectations is what always got in the way. Because if I didn't have a high level of expectation or any expectation, then it wouldn't really matter what was coming at me. Yeah, and it can be high or low. Yes. For instance, you know, there was the time where I was working retail. I was exhausted. I was done. I didn't like my job anymore. 
I was on my way home. I got in the house. All I wanted to do was sit down, maybe veg in front of the TV or have a nice meal. Just relax, right? It was your 27th birthday. Is that which one I it was? I think so. I put it out of my memory. Because Yetta, for weeks prepared, yeah. made this ginormous ice cream cake. Six of them. Six ice cream cakes, all layered, different flavors, handmade with the crust and everything and the drizzling. and I, yeah. Oh, my goodness, a lot of work. Then she invited over, I don't know, 40, 50 people. 60. And, I, and, I, and she goes, why don't you go down and relax in the basement? I go, great idea. I walk into the basement. And there's like 40 or 50 people yell, surprise! And I'm going, oh! That was not a good surprise. No, he actually I had to leave. Room. I had to <laughs> leave and go, upstairs <laughs> and go gather, I had to go gather my, my uh, whatever because I was still angry and emotional from the day and whatever. I just, it was not a good situation. So t- expectations <laughs> could be I have none and I got something I didn't want. Or I had some and I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. And you know what else I find with your expectations? And maybe it's the same with you, our listener, that if I do things on the day of, that might appear like it wasn't prepared or thought through, like even wrapping the gift on the day of your birthday. Or or, better yet. Or buying it. Or better yet. Okay. The wrong card. Well, the wrong card. Well, that's that hap- that can happen to anybody, ladies and gentlemen. So, for a birthday, you get a Mother's Day card, or for Valentine's, you Valentine's, get a birthday card. No, Valentine's, you got a Mother's Day card. It happened oh, I once. know. I had both cards in my drawer on my nightstand, and I pulled it out, and the front was just beautiful, and so I just signed it. I didn't read the sentiment inside, and so yeah, you got a Mother's Day card for Valentine's Day. And maybe you've done something similar, a birthday card, and you should be sending a sympathy card because you're just not totally present to what you're sending in the moment. Yeah, and if I had prepared prepared earlier, Mm. right, gone shopping earlier, thought about, because it's the thought behind the gift, not necessarily the gift, Mm. right? Right? And so when I run out on your birthday expecting, oh, it's okay, we're not celebrating till the evening, I can go buy a cake, I can go buy a gift, and you know, wrap it or whatever, for some reason that affects your pleasure. My appreciation of the gift? Sure. Uh-huh. Or, um, no, not so much the gift. Because acts of service and quality time are important to you. So if I'm using your birthday day yeah, to go run around to get things accomplished for your birthday... And you don't have quality time with Well, and the gig is I'd like a birthday month anyway, and it shouldn't start on the day. (laughs) It should start at least a week early. And yet, have you ever noticed when it comes to expectations that if they're met or even exceeded, you might not notice, you might just... I know I've been guilty of this. Just, oh, well, that's what I expected. So it's all, yeah, well, you don't all even notice hum, and you so don't long. even yeah. really notice. Yeah, you don't and notice so, because exactly right. what you wanted, you got. Right. And so it's no big deal. Right. Now, if you get more than what you wanted, maybe it's a big deal. But if you get less than you wanted. Right. But I guess what I want. Right. But I think we have a tendency to 
not even acknowledge or appreciate with the gratitude that it deserves, the person deserves, when we got what we expected. And the best way to get what you expect is ask for what you expect. Yes. Right? Oh, that's an amazing thing. Because if you say, I don't want to surprise party, then I'm not going to make a surprise party for you. Uh, You're going to take me at my word. Yeah. So I think each person here has some sense of responsibility of owning their choice and then speaking Mm. to what they really would like rather than go, oh, it's okay. I don't need anything. It's fine. Uh, I got another one, Yara. You don't enjoy eating out as much as having me cook something and eating in. So I might take you out for your birthday because that's what I enjoy. I know. And you don't enjoy it. I don't. So it would be way better for me to meet your expectation, come home early with some groceries, make a nice meal, and, uh, you know, maybe do the daily thing like rub your feet, have you relax, give you a massage. You do that every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know... (laughs) Uh-huh. So maybe you could see yourself in some of these stories or think of other times where you have been uh, disappointed because your expectations weren't met. And it happens on any day of the year, not just on the dreaded celebratory days, except I think our expectations are higher that those days. They're, They're heightened. heightened. Yep. And so it can get us into a lot of trouble. So I've started anticipating good things without an expectation attached. Ooh. And that's <clears throat> been really helpful. Anticipation of a good thing mm-hmm. happening and then being surprised when it does. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I'll let you know how this day finishes up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because I think he hasn't even said happy birthday yet, other than that song. So just, you know, I'm obviously in a pretty good mood still. <laughs> Thanks for the privilege of serving you and being on the journey with you to having a better life, more vibrant relationships, and great success in your businesses. Haste makes waste. <laughs> really does. We've enjoyed for over 30 years coming alongside you, not only to help you buy and sell real estate, but also coming alongside you to build your finances, to build your faith, to even build your fun, and then to strengthen, heal, and flourish in relationships. 30 years of helping you build your life and your business. Mm. Yes, Yada, haste makes waste is a very common Saying? I think it's a cliche. You think it's a cliche? How Mm -hmm. about this one? Opportunity waits for no man. I think that's another (laughs) cliche. Really? And I think opportunity also waits for no woman. Oh, well, man, woman, same thing. It's uh, it's neutral. It's gender neutral. So what we're going to learn in this episode is that the timing is crucial. Taking... Well, Ken used this word, and I I wasn't sure I liked it, but I think it sends a poignant point home. And that is what we want to do with opportunity or possibility is to... Exploit it. Exploit it. Yeah, so exploiting people is not a good thing. No. But exploiting an opportunity is... Because, you know, seize the opportunity, that's so overused. Although it's a good thing to do. Yeah. 
But that's why I like the word exploit. It's exploit a, the it's opportunity. A little it is. And so we're going to share three ways or three things that you're going to want to do to seize. Oh, you use that word? Get that out of your vocabulary. To exploit the opportunity. To exploit <laughs> the possibility. Number one. Look for it. Do you remember that we read this book about squid eye and the and they went squid hunting and they the, the newbie couldn't find any. None. Because, and the other people were finding tons. Yeah, because squids hide themselves. And unless you know what to look for, he called it squid eye. We had the same thing with sand dollars. We were walking the beach and people were finding all kinds of sand dollars. Buried and, into the wall of there, sand. Or also when they were on flat the on the beach. And we were looking for sand dollars. We were for like over an hour and we found zero, zilch, mm. none. And then when we started looking for the little tiny mound of sand. The impression almost. Under which the sand dollar was hiding uh, they weren't alive so they weren't really hiding but the, like the sand washes over them with the waves and they're they're hidden from sight so as soon as we looked for the little mounds we found lots of like sand dollars on the way back over two dozen that's a lot of we sand we went dollars. from zero to over two Maybe dozen we should have left some for somebody we else we gave to find. some to other people yeah, but that's not the same as finding it yourself. Have you ever found a sand dollar on the beach? It's very exciting, especially when it's completely whole with no nicks, no dings, no cracks, no nothing. Right, and so we're not, it's not about going on a sand dollar hunt. It's about being aware of what you're looking for and what are the signs mm. that you have actually found it. Yeah, what does an opportunity look like or what is an opportunity clothed in? There's a nice quote that says opportunity is hidden from most people because it's Disguise. dressed in work clothes and <laughs> looks like a lot of hard work. <laughs> and it often is. So for the things that are important to you, discover, take some time thinking about what are the signs that there is an opportunity here. For me, one of the signs is what conversations are happening around me. What are the people saying that I know that I hang out with and why might, what might they be sharing that they don't actually know they're telling me there's an opportunity there, but mm -hmm. there is an opportunity to meet somebody yeah. I've maybe never met before or read a book I've never thought about reading before that might change things for me. So for me, it's listening to what others are saying. That's good. And for me, it's what other people are complaining about. Because mm. where there's a complaint, there's an opportunity to meet a need or a desire or a want. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's even in your own. Some of the best inventions came out of necessity. Right. Like, I don't know if you remember the story about the guys that created Airbnb. There was a convention. Oh, I did. Yeah. And they were pretty broke. I forget whether they were students, university students or what. There was a big convention in town. There were no hotel rooms available. There was nothing. So they bought some air mattresses and blew them up, put them on the floor in their vacant rooms, and they rented out the rooms to people that were coming to this event. And it was Airbnb. <laughs> Which is amazing, right? <laughs> and, and so look what they created with it. Right. Multi-gazillionaires, well, I don't know if that's a word, but they have a lot of money. They have more 
Their companies valued more than some of the biggest hotel chains that own tons of real estate and properties and, and buildings, and they own virtually nothing except for the system right. to run it. That came out of looking what wasn't working, yeah, because, where there was a need. And they're using someone else's resources, similar mm -hmm. to Uber and right. Lyft. They're so using number other two, those oh. are all gone, so oh. let's move on to number two, because if you don't get to number three... I'm going to be disappointed, okay. and I know you're going to be super disappointed. <laughs> okay, so number two is be prepared in advance. Mm. That means have margin in your life, both in time to, to exploit the opportunity and in resources and money to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. Sometimes... To the, jump on it. Yeah, sometimes the opportunity is someone needs to sell something quick, and they're selling it at 50 cents on the dollar, and if you've got that money... You or even 80 cents on the dollar. If you don't have the money, you can't buy that opportunity. Right. So be prepared to, to exploit the opportunities that mean something to you. Yep. So and think about what opportunities you're looking for. So you have to be aware, which is number one, really. What are the opportunities you're looking for? Yep. And then three. Yeah. Tie it up. Tie it tie up. Tie it up. Give tie a conditional up. offer. Do something. Get a letter of intent. Get a exclusivity for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's a product you found in another country that's not in Canada yet, and you want to bring it into Canada. Get the exclusivity while you do your due diligence. And due diligence, well, that's getting expertise, people that have, have expertise in that field. That's uh, discovering all the facts, looking at the expenses, looking at the possible income, maybe doing a marketing survey. Marketing surveys are so easy now. You put it up on Facebook and say, what do you think of this, guys? Because everybody likes to give their opinion. <laughs> right. So that's a beautiful thing. So to be able to tie it up may look differently depending on the situation you find yourself in. Absolutely. And yet, what can you do to kind of hold it while you do your due diligence? Because the worst thing that I've seen way too many people do, including myself and Mr. Decker, is get so excited about an opportunity I didn't really understand and exploit it without really having any business in exploiting it because I didn't know. Well, that's when we lose money. That's when you lose money, you lose time, you have angst, you lose energy, you lose sleep, you lose good health. Everyone will lose any of those things. No, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to encourage you to go on the journey with us and allow yourself to be aware of what opportunities you're looking for. Know what the signs are that you've actually found it. Hmm. Like many clients come to us and they go, oh, I found this great real estate deal. Yeah. Can, you, can, you, can you tell me whether it's a good deal or not? And then after some research, sometimes it appears it's still a good deal. Other times, ooh, not so good. Not like so the good. waterfront somebody brought us the other day, they were thrilled about, this is it. And we said, well, we know that property. How far did you want to walk to get to the water? Because there ain't no water views. The beautiful pictures are an illusion of what's really there. So it's not always that you can do it without support and help. So we are honored to be advocates on the journey of real estate and life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.